Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast with special guest from We Audition, also an actor and a filmmaker and an entre freaking panor, Darren Darren Darnbra. Yes. Hi. How are you doing, oh, Seth? Good, man. <laughs> how, literally, how close am I? Can you actually pronounce your name correctly? I, I can't even pronounce my own name correctly now because I have to pronounce it in America so often <laughs> that I just go, I just go with the Donboro. Yeah, that's what like, I was going to say, Donboro. You lose the last three letters. Like in, if you say Burrow in New York, you know, that's, it's the same thing. But my name's Darren Donboro. Got it. And by the way, this is the first time we're, we're meeting. Uh, yes. our, our mutual friend, Darren Simons from Cohesive Entertainment. She's a manager. I asked to get in touch with you because I've been researching audition software and everyone's talking about we audition and you're kind enough to agree to come on the podcast, even though it's kind of like jumping into fire. Uh, yeah, I, I hear that. I've listened to a couple of your other ones and I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very scared. You should be. <laughs> speaking of with, I, I mentioned that you're a filmmaker and an actor and an entrepreneur. You yeah. might also be a stalker. I mean, we have all of the same friends, which is really weird. I, I brought up some names to you and you knew their credits. You knew who they were married to. I was like, that's crazy, bro. Well, it's a small world, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, I, I was looking through your previous guests and uh, it's, it's not like I just know these people in passing. Like I have some, some you know, when we're not, we're not like super close friends, but we have some very definitive histories, you know, yeah, I love with that. some of your actor friends and all your, your cast and director friends. You know, obviously I know, many of them through the business, but I've gotten to know them a lot better in recent years because of We Audition, because it gives me a different uh, angle to, to get to know people on as well. Totally, I agree. I'd like to start with knowing about you and your history in the business, and it looks like you started as an actor. I still am an actor, yeah, and I, I did start as an actor. I've been professionally acting since age 16, so uh, I managed to like uh, skinny into that career quite early. I was doing it, you know, like many kids do at school plays and amateur dramatics in the weekends and stuff for a while. But then, yeah, I got an agent when I was 16 and booked my first commercial. And I was like, oh, this is a, this is a job. This is cool. And that was in London? That was in London. Yeah. Yeah. And at what point did you decide it was time to pursue your career in the U.S.? Um, when I got bored of London, basically, it was about um, it was around 2004. I was sort of feeling like I just needed a change in life. It, it was, you know, it's partially from the acting scene, but not entirely. I just, you know, I just sort of not done everything I'd wanted to do in London, but I felt like a bit stagnant. And yeah. I was like, I need, I need an adventure. And uh, it was a casting director called Zora de Horta. Oh, yeah, Zora. Oh, you know Zora? Of course uh -huh. you know Zora. Zora is the reason I'm, I, I moved to LA um, oh, wow. because I saw um, I, I was at the time, you know, because I've always been an entrepreneur as well as an actor at the time I was planning an exhibition for actors and models. And in my research, I came across this seminar that this cast Hollywood casting director comes to London type thing. Yeah. Um, and I went along to listen to what Zora had to say. And she's British, obviously not obviously, but you know, she's British, uh, but she'd moved to LA and was casting at MGM at the time. And it, she was just this bundle of joy is the easiest way. And you yeah, know, it's different. it was different to every other kind of class or seminar I've been to because it was so uplifting and inspiring and, she was she was very specific with her feedback for the actors, but never 
derogatory and and never tried to you know the, the British scene at the time was very much like this is really hard you're never going to make it you know only do this if you don't want to do anything else in your life and you know it's it, your chances are really slim mm-hmm. which you know is all true we know that's true mm. but it sort of beats you down and this woman is here like I moved to LA it's, this is what's happening in my career and this is where I think you guys could be and this is what you have to do and it wasn't like she wasn't blowing smoke up anyone's ass but it was real and still uplifting. And I remember walking out of that seminar with a couple of friends of mine. We went to some really dodgy pub on the South Bank of London. It was pouring down with rain outside. There was one old dude in the corner nursing his pint. <laughs> and we, it, was a, it was a depressing scene. And the three of us looked at each other and was like, we've got to do something. We've got we to go to LA, haven't we? And my friend had just... Uh, she just shot a commercial for Bailey's and she'd made like 30 grand in one day. And I was like, Hey, I don't know about you, but if I was you and I just made that amount of cash in one day, I would waste some of it on a, on a ticket and a visa lawyer and go to LA. And that's exactly what she did. And two, two months later, I went out to visit her and she was in her Hollywood apartment with her jacuzzi. She <laughs> just booked a role on ER. And I was wow, like, that happened fast. Wow. Two months. Two, and I was like, right, I'm coming. So I've got my visa and moved over in 2006, yeah, and, and was there since 2006. As a filmmaker, at what point did you decide you needed to expand beyond acting and yeah. into actually creating projects? It's always been on my agenda, to be honest. Um, so, but, but where, where that kind of happened, really, because I was professionally acting from a younger age, when it came to going to like drama school or university, I applied to several drama schools and in, in England and they had this mentality whereby they said, well, you, you know, you can't work if you're here, you can't have an agent. You'd have to, a couple of them flat out told me you would have to leave your agent and commit to not working. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, of course I'm going to commit to the course. And, but what I do in my summer on my weekends is surely up to me. And they're like, no, we don't want our actors working whilst they're at school for three years heard that before and I, and I was just like that to me seems counterproductive because I knew so many actors that have been through drama school that were begging me to get in touch with my agent they were like I need an agent I can't get an agent I was designing this exhibition for that purpose and I was just like this I don't want to you know go to training for three years and then come out worse off than when I went in in a term in terms of a profession right I know I'd be a better actor I know that but you know, I, I know how competitive that was. So I went to university and uh, did a, a traditional drama degree at university. But after a few weeks, I was sort of going over the same stuff that I've been doing on my own for years. Yeah. And I just thought, I'm going to get bored here. So I went to my college admissions tutor and said, listen, I need to switch to the film program. Otherwise, I feel like I'm not going to do well here. I'm just going to get bored. And so I switched to film um, and media Loved that. Really got into documentary and editing during that time, actually. Um, and but as an actor, it just gave me a different insight to the to the the filmmaker process that I think really helps my acting. And so from that point on, I always had this this sort of kind of desire in me to create film and write and everything like that. Uh, I wrote a short that I sort of gave up on doing in England because I just couldn't get people together to. I couldn't get enough enough traction to put a team together. And then I moved to LA and I did. And that was the main, that's what I love about LA. You know, you speak to some people, they're like, well, let's do this and let's put this together. And even though it took a while because we needed quite a big budget for my first short, we did it. And every, 
almost everybody that I originally wanted to do it with came on board six years later when we got the money. Yeah. Now, I also create and shoot my own projects. And usually when I'm writing, I'm writing for myself because I don't often have the opportunities in acting that I want. And I want Mm -hmm. to portray a certain character or use a certain type of humor. Are you creating projects for yourself or are you stepping back from it when you're writing and directing and you know i have d- I've, I've worked on some stuff as producer where i've been in it as well um and that sort of was the the genesis was the acting role and then i stepped on as a producer to help sell the film and things like that um so i've done done different angles really but um yeah with my own writing uh i mean i've not done loads of writing but the short film i def i wanted to direct it and co-producer I didn't want to I didn't want to act in it like the first there wasn't a part for me in it I didn't write it in that way but having done that I I, I mean that's just that's a Clint Eastwood talent I I I don't think I could direct myself and after having had that experience I would I wouldn't have been able to look at it objectively like that I totally understood I I should never direct my own stuff because I you know I I don't want to see myself the way other people see me I still want to think I'm awesome (laughs) So let's talk about your entrepreneurship in the entertainment industry. And I would like to know if you are facing this hurdle in your acting. I, as you mentioned, I have a lot of casting director friends who have come on on the podcast. Many of them, because I worked in the business in a different capacity with them, see me as a peer or a friend and don't necessarily see me as an actor. So when I'm working in the business with that hat on, it's a kind of a bigger hurdle to be able to remind people like they're, I'm also an actor. And with what you're doing, I mean, I know that you had, we rehearsed before we audition, you've been introducing yourself as a peer to many people as well. Has that affected your ability to audition? Um, Good question. I, I'm not sure is the truth, okay? Um, because what do we have to compare it to? That's the thing. Now, y- you mentioned we, we rehearsed and we auditioned. It's the same company. We just rebranded it because we started allowing cast and directors to host auditions on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, when we started it, I wanted it to be a brand and not n- not to be a face of it, right? I, I, I was actually adamant that I wasn't going to be a public face of it at all. Um, and over time that changed for a couple of reasons. Um, I mean, first off, there was three of us that started it and one, one of them stepped down. So I stepped into the CEO role a bit more, um, you know, front facing. Um, but I feel like I had to stand behind my own company Mm -hmm. and I had to put myself out there and on the line and believe in it myself uh, otherwise I couldn't expect other people to. Um, and then if, you know, if you study the great entrepreneurs, whether it's Richard Branson's or the Steve jobs or whatever, right. You know, they get behind their brand, even the modern one, Gary Vaynerchuk's talking about this all the time, you know, and we are in a different era where, you know, before the Walmarts and the, you, you know, Fords or whatever, Fords a bad example because it's Henry Ford, but, um, some of the brands was all about brand Coca-Cola, right. Now, but more modern brands, especially in this age of influencers, it is about the person, it is about the authenticity. And I found that the company built a lot better once I started committing my authenticity to 
the project, right? Standing behind it, talking about it myself, going out there and meeting people. Um, and I was worried. I was worried that am I going to be seen as an entrepreneur rather than an actor? Because, you know, I've always done businesses. I had other web businesses before that. And there are people that say to you, oh, is the acting not going very well then? Then why are you doing this? And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you can do it both at the same time. And actually running your own business is a lot more flexible. If, if you've got a business like we have, it's a lot more flexible than say having a, a job in a restaurant. Right? For sure, right? I agree with you. And I, I want to co-sign on what you just said. You know, I have many of those casting directors, even the ones I don't know well who come on my podcast, it's because they know they can trust me or they've asked somebody and they know I'm going to protect them. I am not mm. going to be confrontational. I, I'm genuinely curious. So I agree that when you have a brand, if you have your heart into it it's great that you're leading with that and people know you and trust you yeah well it's about establishing trust i think that's that's yeah. the main thing is that you've got to be behind your own brand otherwise you can't expect anyone else to be behind it plus uh, our our company is a community business right everything every business i've ever done has been based around this idea of community so i expect and want my customers to build that brand with me um, and we will we will support them in doing that, right? And we'll mm-hmm. support them in their careers. And that's the, that's the whole point of how this brand works. It's not about be my customer and pay me money. It's about how do we all come up together and support this community? And I think that is important uh, in terms of the relationships. Now, getting back to your point about do the cast directors see me in a different way? One of the things that I am very, very specific and careful to do and, I, and I, I don't think this is just about business. It's about being a good actor in this business as well. I never ask anyone for anything for me mm-hmm. personally, right? Mm-hmm. I never ask a casting director for a job. I don't even joke about it. I don't even be like, hey, you know, why don't you put me in this? Agreed. Right? Because, and, and sometimes that could be to my detriment. No, I think it's very smart. It, I mean, it could be, but, but there might be, I, I've had friends before that have done something like that and got, you know, it, it has triggered someone to think, but I'm just like, you know what? My reel is out there. My resume is out there. I don't hide that I'm an actor. Um, if I have a meeting with a cast director, I'm doing an Instagram live. There's ways to remind them without being brash about it. I mean, my, my personal experience as an actor is relevant to, to why I can run this company and why I know what actors and casting directors need and want, right? I have years in this business across a, a few continents, right? So it's using that knowledge. So I'm not, I'm not trying to pretend I'm not doing both. Yeah. But I'm also not going to force it down your th- down your throat my stuff is out there i have my agents i trust that my agents doing this but to give you the sort of little secret not secrets but the back back sort of story to stuff like that if i've had a good chat with the casting director on a wee audition level i just send my my agent and my manager a little note being like hey heads up me and this person got on really well they're doing a couple of things so just keep an eye out for it because then i trust that my my manager when the time is right and the and the role is right they're going to be like hey what about darren for this of course you know him type thing totally the appropriate way to go um let's talk about we audition i think i first heard about we audition actually from somebody at the casting society of america who when the pandemic hit was talking about well i think we might be utilizing the services of we audition and now you know obviously i was hoping we'd get back to in-person auditions by now but now it looks like you know we're doing it from home for a while 
and I would like to learn about your company. And I'm grateful to you for explaining it to me. I know that makes me, you know, unique. Not every actor gets to talk to the CEO about their own company. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Really. Uh, it's not, it's not that big of a deal, but <laughs> I'm just, uh, just a dude. Um, so what do you want to know? Um, like, I mean, how it works or what? Yeah. What? How does it work? Uh, what is the, the purpose of it? I understand. And I, I have agents, managers and casting who listen to this podcast. Yep. Um, so how does every category sort of utilize it as an actor, okay. as a rep? Yeah, great. So, I mean, it has, it's evolved over the years. The, the current, it's rate, we're always changing it and always tweaking and updating it and adapting. Uh, but the current iteration of what we audition really is about, it's a community of actors and casting directors that connect through video chat, right? And these are the ways that they do it. Uh, the main thing that we audition is used for is for actors to find another actor to read with, right? So this is for rehearsals, running lines, to be a reader on your self-tapes, to learn your lines or work on your scenes when you've booked the job. It's just having another qualified, reviewed person there. So it's different from just using your roommate, right? This is another actor that has their, all their, their resumes are up there. Their skill set is up there. So if you're doing a comedy scene, hey, read with somebody that spent years at Groundlings, right? Why not? I'm not saying your roommate mm -hmm. or your mum is not good at reading, but it's not someone that's been on, you know, on five sitcoms. Got it, yeah. Uh, and so the whole point is a marketplace of actors that will help you out. And it's all instant. So it's like booking an Uber. When you need it, you go on there and there's someone there day or night, 24-7. So if you, if you are a, someone that has a... a a bar job, for instance, you can come home from your bar job at three in the morning and there's someone in Australia willing to help you. Right. Mm. Um, so it's a whole ecosystem of support. Um, now actors me members can also be readers. It's one membership for the whole thing. So you can go on there and rehearse your lines, or you can sit on there and earn money helping other people out. And as an actor reader, you get to set your own fee. So it's up to you what you charge. You keep a hundred percent of that fee. We don't take any of it. Um, some people do it for free just so they can get better at their job because they enjoy it. You can tip them. Some people charge a fee because that's they're busy and that's what they need. And it all depends on your experience and whatever. And then you get reviewed afterwards. Not you're not being reviewed for your acting. You're being thank reviewed. God because I suck at that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's about like how helpful were you? And we've got people that literally have hundreds and hundreds of reviews on there. They're making a a, a, like a, a serious part-time job out of coaching other actors. Oh, interesting. But what's, what's magical about it is that these people are realizing that their own acting is improving massively. I got a wonderful email yesterday from a, from a member that that's joined during the pandemic. And he, he really did dig into it properly and, and enthusiastically. And he sent me this email the other day saying like my acting has profoundly changed because I'm so, um, proficient at reading scripts now. Oh, awesome. So it's like doing the actor gym. Now on yeah. the casting side, casting directors can use it just like doing a Zoom audition. They can set up a free video chat room and pull actors into the room. Um, it's not a submission service. So it's not like Actors Access or LA Casting. It's a place, you, it, it replicates the casting office, right? So it's a place you go to once you know who you're gonna mm -hmm. audition. 
but um, the difference between us and something like Zoom is that we have like a, a very superior video chat technology. Oh, I should have done this. We're doing a, we're doing over this over <laughs> the Zoom. Why didn't I do it on your platform, man? And uh, and it's set up, you know, for casting. So there's a check in, and there's the, the profiles are linked, and you can quickly see who's in the waiting list and stuff like that. So it, it replicates a, an audition experience, but ultimately it's video chat auditioning right so uh, but what's nice about this is we were sort of pioneering this uh six years ago now before this became a thing um, right. and yeah. so we sort of got a, a jump on what's needed in that environment and how does it does your video chat platform allow for the recording of the audition and then yes okay and then the actor i'm going from my side can take that video file they've recorded and e upload it to whatever service that casting director is using to collect the auditions? Well, precisely. If you're doing a self-tape, you can go on there and book a reader. Um, you can self-tape through the platform. There's a self-tape button on there, which will record it from your, from your machine. Mm. Or some actors use you know, a second camera and just use We Audition as the reader. It's like, it, it all depends on how good your yeah. camera is. Let me pause you right there. That's To me, that's so innovative. And that's so important. I've been thinking about this because I have a, a big ring light and mm -hmm. my phone camera goes in the center. And when I set up an alternate laptop for my buddy to come video chat and he's the reader, I have to look beyond the ring light to see him. So I have somebody to relate to. And when I look back at my tapes, I realize it, it looks like I'm looking into another room. Whereas what you're doing is allowing the reader on my screen within mm. my ring light. So the eyeline must be so much better. I'm really impressed with that. Yeah, and we've set the screen up deliberately so that your eyeline is just off camera because the script will come up on the right-hand side if you need the script. For the reader, it comes up there as well. And then their face comes up. And so you think, uh, it, you know, it is best to use on a, a laptop because it, the face is then as big as a face should be for you. Mm -hmm. so it, it makes it a bit more real in terms of the acting. Um, and then it, for auditions, it works the same way, except the casting director has control of that uh, record button. Um, and yes, you get a downloadable file afterwards um, and it's unbranded, it's compressed. So it's ready to, to upload to Ecocast or wherever you need to do it. Amazing. And but, um, the, the auditions are live. So a lot of casting directors are doing general meetings on there and just meeting actors one, one on one. Which is fantastic. I think that's amazing. Um, is this an app? Or is this a, a web browser-based platform? It's currently a web browser-based platform, yeah. Um, Good. So, Apps cost so much money to develop. Well, like, we're in the middle of developing it right oh now. Oh, my God. You're, you're crazy. <laughs> Take the money back. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, for anyone listening, yeah, it is, it is I mean, if you're wondering why we need to charge a membership fee, it's because it, you're yeah. right. It's so expensive. Um, we did have an app when we started. Um, but what we found is the, you know, it needed so many updates uh, that if both parties didn't, if both sides of the coin didn't have the update, it wouldn't work properly. So we had to make something more robust, but it does work on a mobile browser, depending on what phone and software update you've got. Um, but the iPhone app is coming soon. I'm crossing my fingers on that note, but yeah, we've been working on it very hard and it should be, be coming soon. Good. And do you find yourself getting some good auditions that you're able to use the platform for? I use, I use my own platform all the time, That's all awesome. the time. And, you know, before the pandemic, I was actually traveling around the world to promote this. So I was going to all the major film festivals and then I was going to every 
film hub in the world where we have members. So, you know, China, Australia, uh, Venice Film Festival, Sundance. And I was nonstop traveling the whole of 2019, just one way tickets. And I used my own platform all the time because I was getting self tapes in from my agents back then. I said, look, I'm not going to be in LA, but send me tapes. And it was amazing. Like I remember one time I was in, uh, I was in Shanghai and I was flying to Hong Kong and I woke up uh, and, you know, I'd been, been asleep for eight hours. My agent in LA had sent me an audition that was due that day. So by the time I woke up, it was doing like three, two, three hours. Wow. And I remember waking up, seeing this audition. I had a flight. I was, I only woke up to like wake up, shower and go to the plane. Oh Lord. And I was able to flip open my laptop. It was a one pager, flipped open my laptop, got a reader, we did, we did the scene. It's for homeless guys. So I looked pretty homeless just waking up anyway. Great. <laughs> um, I did the scene, downloaded my tape to my phone. I sent the tape to my agent from the back of the taxi. And I was like, wow. That's incredible. That's, that's what this is about. Yeah. And I assume, you know, Atlanta has been doing self-tapes pretty much only for yeah. the last number of years that, you know, I've had friends, actors out there. And... I know your home base has been Los Angeles as an actor. So it's. But I it, work in Atlanta a lot as well. I oh, do an, you? Yeah, I have an agent out there and I've done a lot of Atlanta work. So, yeah, it's amazing that your platform sort of foresaw that this would be the wave of the future. I mean, if it, if self tapes only remained in Los, in Atlanta and everybody yeah. else was in person, it'd be very limited. But now it's like, this is the way we're moving forward. Well, th- listen, this is the thing about entrepreneurship, right? You've got to be bold enough to disrupt something. And when we started this, I'll, I'll be honest with you, there are people that are saying, why would I need this? I could just FaceTime my friend. In fact, why would I even need to FaceTime my friend? I'll just use my neighbor or whatever. And I was adamant about it. I was like, yeah, but is that person the best person? And then I said, the other thing is, I, you know, I'm, I'm a very well-networked guy in Los Angeles. I lived in an apartment building where there were four series regulars in my, in my small building. I lived with other actors sometimes. My girlfriend was an actor. And still there were times when I was like struggling for someone to read with because I was going through, you know, you text a bunch of people and they might be at their job or not free or they'll be like, oh, I'll come around after I've gone to the grocery store. And then once you've done it on their schedule, then suddenly you're having this chat about their weekend or like the fight they had with their boyfriend and you're not in a zone, right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas totally. now- That's a good point. With this, that the beauty of this is like when I'm ready, when I feel right, yeah, I've got my I've got my scene down and I really want to go, I can just flip open my laptop and go. It might be that my lighting's great. I'm using natural daylight. It might be that I just feel good about the scene. It might be that I've got I've got other stuff I want to do later. And it's it's just given me this freedom. And that's something that's we knew yeah. we knew early on. And then the other part of that is, you know, I'm you know, I'm always aware of being ecologically friendly. And I was, you know, I was getting to that point of like, someone's got to talk about how far we're driving to f- for five minute auditions. Mm-hmm. It's unreasonable, you know, and it's a big job to change that. But I was like, well, if we can do anything to change that, let's start. Let's start now. Good. Good for you. Yeah. I listened to Audrey Moore's podcast. He's um, great. Love Audrey, Audrey helps actors. And I mean, she, the way she glows about your service and you know the readers it's just it's pretty cool and she's certainly somebody who's defined herself as being a trustworthy source so yeah well the good thing about audrey is audrey uses it 
she is successful, right? So you, when you put those two things together, it's, it's a great testimonial because it's like, there's someone that's being successful that we're looking up to that, that understands all of the different ways to use the platform as well. You know, and there's, there's so many, you know, I explained some of the ways earlier, but there's so much that you can do with it. Some people, are, you know, building great networks of friendships through it. Um, you know, other people are going on there and using it for their daily meditation. We have a whole section of for actors' mental health on there. So there's, right. little, there's little nuggets and stuff. You know, the, the reader community is the main part of it. But our entire platform, getting back to how we're different from the other platforms, it's, it's a very unselfish platform, okay, right? With a traditional casting platform, it's quite selfish. I put up my headshot, I pay my money, and I hope I get an audition for me. We audition is the opposite of that. You need to get involved in the platform. You need to give, you need to be helpful. You need to be involved and then you'll reap the rewards. You'll, you'll make money, you'll get new connections, you'll get new friendships and your, your acting and career will improve. Like fact, but it's about what you're putting into it right. and, and giving to the rest of the community. And that's the way it works. Get it. So I'm going to join. And let's say I have, a, I have a friend who usually serves as a reader for me. Let's say yeah. I had that friend join as well. Could yeah. I just connect with him over the platform to utilize the software or do I always have to put it out to other people? No, you can connect with people you know on there. They just got to, so it, it's, it's done like a beacon, right? So you, when you are on there and ready to read for someone, you put your beacon on and right. that puts you into the pool of available readers. So once you do that, you should be ready and available. Now that's not to say you've got to be sat there looking at your, your laptop screen, your screen will ring when someone wants to book you. Got it. So your browser has to be open. But you know, a lot of people that, especially the ones at home right now because of stay at home orders, you can get on with your cleaning or stroking your cat or watching a film, just have your laptop open when someone wants to book you. It's a bit like an Uber driver sitting in their car waiting for the next ride. Mm. You know? So what you would do is you'd, you'd coordinate with your friends, say, hey, be on at three o'clock, put your beacon on and I'll book you, you know? Got it. Have you worked on set as an actor since the pandemic has started and gone through the, the COVID protocols? I, I have not. Um, it's, so, done, it's so different. Yeah, I can't wait I've for you to have I've done some voiceover stuff um, from, from home, obviously. But yeah, no, I was in, a, I was in Canada uh, where I wasn't legal to work. Uh, I was only there as a visitor for, during the pandemic. So I, I didn't get to, to experience uh any of that, but I'm, I'm now based in Hawaii and there's some good stuff going on here. So I'm looking yeah, there is. Yeah. So your, your home base is, is Hawaii. It is right now for the last three weeks. How, oh, really? <laughs> oh, you were that free. That's pretty cool. Right. Well, you know, and uh, Hawaii is such a lovely, welcoming film community. There's a couple of great casting directors over here, like shout out to Katie Doyle and to Rachel Sutton. You know, they're doing the big shows over here and the big films. Um, and there's a bunch of stuff happening. There's, you know, a new a remake of Doogie Howser happening called Doogie Kami Aloha. Oh, I didn't realize it was set out there. How cool. Yeah, set out there. But a Hawaiian 12-year-old doctor, you know, playing the Neil Patrick Harris role. Um, they're doing a series uh, for Amazon of based upon I Know What You Did Last Summer. Mm. There's, they just announced NCIS Hawaii is going to be a thing. Nice. And they're still doing Magnum out here, which I did a couple of years ago. So I was on that show uh, two years ago. Before you moved out there? Or yeah, before well, I, you, perm I you came stayed out, yeah. So I came out to Hawaii to run a party for We Audition members out here. Because cool. that, that year I was traveling, that's what, we were running cocktail parties where we would um, host an event for the local actors and bring cast and directors and agents in a, just in a purely fun, 
get to know each other environment, not like a set seminar. And yeah. so we did one out here and, uh, and I got to know everyone out here and booked a job while I was here. So oh, actually, cool. if, if we go back to the, uh, the thing you asked is, is do cast directors see me differently um, as an actor and a, a we audition person? You know, I met the casting director of that show because I went into pitched and we audition. And as a byproduct, she's like, wait, you're, you're kind of good for this role. Why don't you come back in on Monday? And I was like, well, if you, if you must. <laughs> and I went back in and I booked the job. So my, my, my strike rate in Hawaii was 100% hit ratio. <laughs> That's so cool. And so no wonder I wanted to move back here. <laughs> yeah. um, before we wrap up, is there anything that you want actors who are listening or agents or casting directors who may be unfamiliar with the platform to know, or you just want them to go to weaudition.com and check it out. Listen guys, there's, there's loads of information on the, on it. We've got testimonials from all the biggest casting directors. We've got testimonials from actors about how it's helped them. So just read, read the first page and you'll see. Uh, but here's what I want you to know, guys. It's like I said, it's a community. We know you're going to love it, right? I'm confident that you're going to love it. If you don't, like sign up, you can cancel anytime. So we wanted to create the platform that we as actors want to use. So there's no long-term commitments. Your subscription does re renew monthly, like most things in that model, but you can cancel anytime. And within 14 days, we're going to give you a free refund. No questions asked, right? If you don't like it in 14 days, email me, I'll give you a refund. And the reason I'll do that is because if you really if you email me and ask for that, it's just, it's just not right for you. It's not right, the right platform for you. And like I said, it's not about having people passively on there. You've got to want to use it and be involved. And that's, that's how you do it. So I would just say, guys, try it. There's no risk. <laughs> I love that. And I, I like that you're using it as a, as a community and not just a service because I yeah. think actors, we're so unique. There are very few people in the world who really understand our yes. motivation and what we're willing to put on the line and sacrifice to pursue. I don't even want to say a dream because it's, it's part of our soul that we are called to perform and want to live out these characters and your family is always going to be like, uh, it's time for you to get a real job. So right. I, I, I love that you have created something for actors to see that they're not alone and talk to people and probably get some experience on that note about, you know, you say about families talking about when are you going to get a real job? So there's, there's readers on our platform earning thousands of dollars every month. Wow. It, it's a legitimate income for them. So, you know, you can do that. And I'm not going to say everyone's going to do that. They're, they're, they've got a lot of reviews and they're on there every day and they're making it their business. Right. But it's possible. And there's, there's many people doing that. So it, if you can, if you think of it this way, if you love acting and you can earn money as a reader, working on all these scripts, you, you're getting such a great knowledge of, of what's going on in the industry all around the world. You're connecting with other people. And you know how good it feels when you've read for someone and they, they, they message you back to say they've booked it? Yeah. But, right? Not only does yeah. that make you feel good as an actor because your help helped them, but think of the long game. If that actor's booked, then that actor's a working actor. You're going to be sat at home getting some... Like, we've got actors that, that are in, you know, smaller markets like Auckland, New Zealand, right? They're no top Hollywood actors now because they've helped them to their success. And we all know this business is about knowing people. It's about relationships. Totally. So it's a great way of, of getting to know the people at the top. I love that. Dude, I'm so happy that... Um... 
you took the time out to chat with me today. You seem like a really good dude. Just so you know, Elizabeth Francis, I talked to her last night. She just glows about you. Oh, she's wonderful. I love, love Elizabeth. She, yeah, she yeah. said you guys met at uh, Sundance. We met at Sundance because, um, yeah, my, my very good friend is a, a really top Vietnamese film director and producer. He actually won Sundance a few years back. With, uh, he won both Audience and Grand Jury Award. Okay. And they made a film in Vietnam that, that Sigmund was in. Yeah. And yeah. I saw and I loved it. That was so funny. Yeah. So that's what all of my friends are in that film. Oh, that's They're, so funny. For those of you who are listening and don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about, two of my closest friends are Elizabeth Francis, uh, actress, and her husband, Sigmund. And what, before he moved on from acting, I, I mentioned him in an email to Darren. And he was like, oh, not only do I know him, he was in this film. And I was like, I was, I was at the premiere in Vietnam. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't go to that one. And, and by the way, so check this out. That film was like opened on more screens than Gravity. <laughs> what? In wow. Vienna. Yeah, Good it was a big friend, deal. Man. It was a big deal and it was a wonderful premiere. Well, thank you so much for your time, dude. You're awesome. I can't wait to check out the platform and the community. And thank you. Have a good day, bro. Thank you. So good to like meet you. And thanks for taking the time to do this chat. Obsessed is the best podcast ever.